0: Hey, yo, what's poppin'? You already know what it is. It's your boy, Crook James. Welcome to the a for the Streets podcast. The hottest podcast in the streets right now, so tune in. Uh, this podcast, we got guest speaker, Night Sound. If you don't know about Night Sound, you guys need to check him out on Instagram. He's the A&R. He works with a lot of record labels. He connect artists with a lot of managers, producers, all kinds. He used to be a producer himself. So make sure you guys tune in to listen to what he has to say about the music business, about producing, all kinds of valuable information for you guys to know about the music industry. Thank you very much for tuning in. Subscribe to our mailing list. You already know what it is. Holla at your boy.
1: Two years and a half uh, finished my contract and then now i'm just consulting independent you know what i mean so um i'm always looking i work basically with Atlantic records the most like that's like an extension over here records. so every time maybe if you hear that they're doing like um songwriting camp private songwriting camps for artists or Cardi b come here to do it i'm mostly the person that put it down you know what i mean I um, a private vacation, but I'm pretty much in touch with everything that deals with music. I'm pretty much plugged with everybody. Uh, I, don't, I don't really get my paychecks out of here. I get it from America so you can always tell that i in and out, like you were saying. It's pretty much shit.
0: Dope, dope, dope. dope. As you can see, this guy is like shaking big, you know what I mean? It doesn't stay in the city. That's why I always tell artists, like, you can't really, like, stay here. Even if you move to other cities, you always gotta, like, go around and connect. You feel me? But, like, as in, like, you being in the industry and stuff like that, what's been, like, your biggest hurdle just to get around and moving around, especially coming from Canada? Like, like, the music industry, right, in Canada is is really different from the States. So, like, how do you, like, what are you doing? Like right now you're in Canada. So what's the hurdle that you're dealing
1: with right now? Well, in America, I don't have no problem. I and mean, like I said, I have mentors, you know, that are relevant right now running right the game. So it's easy to get through the door. Uh, over here, you know, people are scared of me. You know what I mean? For example, I do, just uh, recently, one in Canada, uh, the president called me in and, we chopped it up and they're like yo we got a position for you I said nah, I bet you know I take it and the vice president went behind my back and said nah he's gonna take my job so now we can't do it well, we can't bring it in and so that was like the hurdle there like you got the old people 56 going up they're always hating on the young black males is coming up in the game over here um, so he was you know he kind of blocked it but he didn't really block it to me because I was like, well, they lost because Atlantic U.S. and Atlantic Canada, they sent an email to Atlantic Canada, Canada uh, Warner Canada to tell them, yo, uh, if nice guests in the building, you put in that bridge where every artist, y'all, sign a warrant, they are going to get our help from Atlantic U.S. So, you know, basically loyalty from the president and the vice president, which I'm not mad at. You know, he's loyal to the vice president. So he was like, nah, this guy's going to take my job. So that was like my hurdle here. But I laughed it off, you know what I'm saying? It's not a big deal.
0: Do yeah. that? Okay. So like, besides the hurdle that you're dealing with, like knowing that you already experienced the environment in the States, you see how like the artists in the States are just go-getters, they go after what they have to do, you know what I mean? What would you say the the, the, the biggest difference from like, American artists and Canadian artists, like what would just say? like biggest difference is loyalty.
1: Like, any, like I mean, when I'm in the boardrooms and the, and the meetings and stuff like that, um, a lot of uh, a lot of the A and R's or managers or whatever, they're like, man, Canadian artists are not loyal, and, that's, and I'm not mad at it because we don't have the we don't have access to the opportunities they have, so. Like, for example, someone will have access to, to Coach K. You know what I'm saying? They won't stay loyal to Coach K, because that's Coach K, right? Now, I'm going to have access to you. I don't know Coach K, but you do. You know what I'm saying? So you might be trying to like work it out, get me to Coach K. But once I meet Coach K, I feel like I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? So then I'm like, well, get to the curve. Let me go straight to Coach K. But one thing people forget is your relationship with Coach K probably is 10 years long. So Coach K is going to come back and like, you know, that nigga, he's fine. I don't want to do a deal. So we see a lot of deals never happen. And they're like, well, what, what happened? Behind the scenes, how you move was wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the only difference I see all the time. The Canadian artists, they think they don't need the person that introduced them. You do need that person. You know what I mean? That's the only thing.
0: That's, that's crazy. That's crazy mention that you mentioned that. You know what I mean? It's a, I, like, just myself, I've dealt with that. You know, just like, working with artists and I introduce them to different people and they would kind of like, go staging go trying to work with the person I introduce them to. Now, no, that's not how the get work. You feel me? Like, you have to be, like, loyal. So that's real that you, like, you said that. You know what I mean? But, like, besides, like, artists, like, not being loyal, like, Question I wanted to ask you, but like, you know, like the record, most of the record labels are in the states. You know, like I had a whole bunch of questions, like ready, but like the questions I have right now is more related to like going in the city, especially in Canada. So what I wanted to ask you, so she's been dealing with like labels in the states, labels in Canada, and the whole music industry in Canada. Like, like what do you think? Would you see uh, you feel like who we'll make a like a big difference like to, to to like nurture artists in the city? Because I feel like artists in the city are kind of like stuck in the ceiling, you know? They could get like a little clout, but they would just stay right here, like especially in Canada. So, what would you feel would make a big difference, especially with the record labels and the, the whole music industry? Like, what what, what kind of change do you feel like it needs?
1: I mean, yeah. I say we like five to ten years away. We're not gonna see no change to like ten years. We always behind anyway. Um, but for right now, it just—it's a game, right? Like I had to figure it out when I was in New York. You know, um, I stood outside of Universal and I didn't know nobody. But I stood outside for eight months straight. Took the train, L train, go all the way, and I was in the Bronx. So. I had to really, for eight months straight before I got inside the building, then I started working in the building, Like right? So, for me, I just feel like the change we need is gonna take patience, number one. Number two, people gotta really realize this music shit is not, it's not your personal life. I don't know if you get it. It's really a game, like, like it's really a game. like. If somebody say, man, your music sucks. You can't even be mad. It's a game. Like somebody just out of the, the VP said, yo, nah, I'm not. We don't want him in the building. He's going to take my job. I ain't get man. It's a game. I have to work my way around And Now, I know in a year or two, he going to be under me. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole plan. So I just want to like the change that's going to come is going to take like five to 10 years. But as for anybody that's grinding, just know it's really a game and you should probably just play play chess with it. You know what I'm saying? Don't get bitter, don't get mad. Just tell yourself, yo, this is a game. It's, it's really a game. Like, even when people are hating, it's really a game. You got to figure out how to really move. And I think if we all figure that out, it makes it easier to move to the right direction. You know what I mean? Um, quickly, just like Pierre Bourne. Pierre Bourne, I was in Atlanta, uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, I was there for six months working on the project, um, with my homegirl Dina. Dina's like executive, um, executive at, uh, Grand Hustle for Chia, And I met Pierre Bourne at Dina's studio and, and Pierre was like, you know, sleeps on the floor. I didn't know that at the time. We sleeps on the floor for the whole time and sometimes we come to the studio and smell a little funky. we are like, man, what's going on? Like, but that was Pierre's hustle, you know what I mean? And like, we never got mad at him because we knew it was a game. And if I would've got mad at him and said, yo, man, it's not scaping up the studio, get him out of here, get Literally six months after, he had the number one record. You know what I mean? With Playboy card. out of here, you know what I mean? And so that relationship is still there because I kept it real with him and not never, because I knew it was a game, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like over here, there's a lot of people that are very sensitive. And that's cool, artists are sensitive, but I also think that like, they don't know, they, they take anything personal. And it's really a game, you just gotta figure out how to play a game. That's the only way we're gonna move forward or things will change. That was
0: real, it's gotten that old, <laughs> not <in> back. <laughs> but yeah, 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 so that's really, like you said, it's a game, you really gotta know how to move, especially in the city, like you really gotta move and connect the dots, you gotta connect the dots with the right people. Like I said, like, I, like, I, my I came up on as a promoter. You feel me? So it's like I've been doing parties and all these things. I, like I see these snakes. There's a lot of snakes. There's a lot of. There's a lot of people that's trying to take advantage of you. But I saw like, when I see people that's real, I put you guys in the real ones. Like guys like this. This guy's not holding back right now. He's letting you know exactly what it is. You feel me? It's not like this is like a, It's a real game. People be fakes. People be not loyal, so you really gotta like move right. Your character carries like bigger than the music, you feel me? But yeah, just just to carry on with that, but like what I wanted to say is just you working with artists right now I'm just coming with questions on the top of my head right now, you know? Just you working with artists that's like uh let's just say like Cardi B's and these other artists, like like artists that have been on the billboards. Like, what would you say their work ethic compared to like, like people that's gonna come up, like Canadian artists? Like, what's the difference? Like, how do you see their move?
1: Um,
0: Canadians are more more or less aggressive.
1: I mean, it could, it could play a favorite, it just depends. It could play, play a favorite for anybody. I was from Canada. We're more or less aggressive, you know rustling feathers or, you know, you know, get people mad or whatever. Um, Americans don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like they want it, they're gonna get it, you know. Um, I mean that's what I learned in New York too, like just the jungle of like being aggressive. So even you know, when I'm here in the boardrooms here with the presidents of these labels here, you know, they get a little scared. You know what I mean? 'Cause I come off a little aggressive, a little sharp, and I don't mean to. It's just, it's just just how the business is. It's just how it is. Like even lawyers here. I, I used to have a lawyer here. He got eaten alive when we went against a lawyer in America. Like shoot up. So all my lawyers since then, all my lawyers have been in America. Like, I'll pay the fee and whatever deal with because the Canadian lawyers can't hang. So. Um, that's the only difference. It's just Americans are more aggressive, um, Canadians are less aggressive, but we have more depth in the talent than them. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's it,
0: that's it. I just followed up with some of the questions I wrote. You know, like, what would you say? Like, how do you know if the artist you're working with is the right fit? Like, right
1: fit? Yeah. Right fit. Um. I mean, it depends. Like, for example, Kid Ink. I, so I started getting told the beginning of his career. So me and Ed Will, I was an in-house producer at the time. I was just making beats. I didn't. I was. In, I was trying to be an R. No executive, nothing. Um, so I just worked with him, and that's when I learned how to fit certain sounds, how to fit certain cadences, how to fit certain style. You know, um, when he, when we did the deal RCA. They decided to to change the sound, which I already told him. Like, well, if you do change the sound, um, his career is gonna die in the next three years. Well, Mustard must his career dies. Like, Mustard sound died. He had to hire new producers, sign new producers, and and recreate it and just put his name on it. But um, at that time, that's where Kid Ink went, and as we can see, Kid Ink is nowhere to be found. Right, so. I mean, we just reconnected right now to start again. But it's really like, it doesn't really matter. I'm the type of musician that could fit any style, or any sound. You know what I'm saying? So majority of the time, like for example, Atlantic will bring the assigned artist here, and then i work on the album. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not really the type of producer that just send beats, like, I now don't, I don't really do that. So I sell a whole song. That's what I do, I sell a whole song. So I can feel any style, anything. Yeah, any
0: artist. Great Great answer. Also, what would you say is the most difficult part of being a music producer? Difficult part is
1: um, waiting for your check, you know? um, Yeah, that's the difficult part. Being a producer, after you finish your work, you know, you just gotta wait for your check. And sometimes you want the front end. Front end is basically when they give you half up front so they can hold the record. So majority of any, you know I mean, if you get a placement with anybody, just make sure you ask them for your front end. Just say, yo, I need, I need my front end. And if they don't get you the front end, you can, you can sell it to anybody else, move on. Um, but the difficult part is waiting for that. Just. Sometimes it takes three months, sometimes it takes eight months, Um, sometimes it takes a year. Um, I'm waiting on a a check right now I did eight months ago, and my lawyers are working on it right now. So that's the hardest part to be, you know, being a producer, in my opinion.
0: Seems like you wear a lot of hats. (laughs) But what would you say, like, what would you rather... Be an NR, like, or would you rather do the whole producing thing, or just focusing on making beats, or would you rather just like R songs and put songs together and beats together? Like, you know what I mean? Well, I like putting
1: songs together, so you know, I, I'm not really your, you know, I'm different from Boy Wonder. I'm different from T minus. I realize that because um, I came up with them, so I realize that I'm a little different. And my sense of difference is like, basically, I'm more putting records together. So I don't really gotta make the beat. I just know my ears are impeccable, so I could put records together and be like, now nah, we're gonna change the kick snares or whatever, or change the melodies, whatever, and put it together. Um, that way, you become more important in the rooms, you know? And, and that's when I realized that I got record label corporation bringing the artists, established artists to work on the project. That's when I knew I was different from anybody, you know what I mean? Just, it's just sending beats and selling beats. Um, when it comes to making beats, it's not a problem. I can make that my sleep, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I like putting records together. Uh, you know, like the same lane as Puff, Steve Stout, you know, those type of people, like, it's my type of stuff. Hey, dope, 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 dope. Yeah, that's
0: really dope. Yeah, you've been in the game for a minute. I see that you, you work at E1 for about two years. How was it like working at E1? Did you work with any artists? Did you sign any artists? And like, what's the difference working with a major record label than just being independent? Um, I was there,
1: you know, I signed, well, the deal didn't go through, but um, they, they, they curved me a lane for publishing. So they made my own publishing like where I could sign anybody, any writer, any producer, whatever. So I signed. I was in a war with signing um, these two guys called Super Friends. Pretty dope. Um, They they wrote for Eric Bellinger. uh, Just a bunch of people. Anyway, I was trying to do the deal. Uh, E1 stalled. You know what I mean? There's a lot of rate tapes when it comes to record labels, so they stalled it. And I lost both guys to Rodney Jerkins. But that's how me and Rodney met, so I didn't at matter. Um, but working over there was great. People over there is amazing. But I also realized that they just there to collect your check and you know, and just and just go home. They wasn't trying to move no needle. They weren't trying to they were trying to like find anything. Like when I was there, I probably brought in like hundreds of meetings in that building. Nobody even knew where E1 was located. But I would let people come up and do a meeting, hear your music, and just give them that vibe that. You know, I got from New York or LA or Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So when I left, nobody even went there. So somebody would be like, "Yo, when you were there, like that was the hot spot. Everybody was calling me, trying to show me the artists, or the beats, or whatever." Um, so I signed anybody. That's where I, I didn't like about that place because it was too much rent to say, so didn't understand it. One of the uh, few of the artists that I tried to sign, Presser. Um, this is when he was really hot, hot. Um, Swagger, right? Um, uh, K money, and, and Casper. Um, I had all of them in the building, um, and he we went took too long with the paperwork, so they all went to like Sony, and you know what I mean. They all got picked up, but I was on to them like before anybody even brought them up. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's the thing, man. Like, I'm the youngest around like the whole executive, I'm the youngest over here. Like when I look around the people trying to move, I'm like one of the youngest. So the people that i be going against or whatever, they're a little older and sometimes they move a little slow, right? So they don't get it. But that's the only thing I didn't really like about E1. Like move way
0: too slow. You know what
1: I mean? Jesus, crazy. Yeah, it, oh, that's crazy how you almost sign all these
0: artists. Now I'm noticing that like Sony records is just picking picking all these Canadian mm-hmm. Canadian artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you, since like I said, since you work with major record labels, uh like things have changed. You've been in the game for a minute now, it's just like there's really like no gatekeepers nowadays. You don't really need anyone to distribute your songs, you guys just put it on TuneCore or whatever. Do you feel like artists really need record labels the record label needed, it or can artists just go get a bank loan and just work on the marketing and promotion and get their own shit popping
1: yeah man artists do need record labels you know everybody be lying to y'all about independent They lying bro keep it that independent bullshit that independent like you have to understand man and i hate it but you know it's like the story everybody want to run with you know, even Chance, I mean, he got his dad, multi-millionaire, and his manager, multi-millionaire. So of course Chance will tell you, oh yeah, I'm independent. But he's not, because Apple also cut him a check. So, you know, regular persons coming from the hood or anywhere, suburbs or whatever, putting this stuff on two court, nine times out of 10, it's not gonna go nowhere. You might have a hit, it's probably a hit, but it's not gonna go nowhere. Like anybody that ever got a hit that came out, and that's facts. All spent at least 8 to 100k. Facts. Like I don't want to hear nothing about, you I just put it out in the world. No, it didn't. You know what I'm saying? It didn't happen now. There's always someone behind it. That's a fact. Bobby Smirr, the same thing. He spent 80 grand on that record on just Vine when Vine was like crazy. Spent 80 grand when them Hood Dudes. He made back a mill, right? That's a great investment. But that's what happened. But they're not gonna tell you that though. They're not gonna tell you that, yo, homeboy in the hood just put up eighty grand. Man, they're not gonna tell you. Oh, what's the other dude? Um um from Jersey, uh Fed He spent about two hundred. Two guys. And they actually put it on Instagram like, yo, this is the best investment I ever made. I put hundred grand in this guy, I made back a mill just off top without even counting the records that it made afterwards so I tell artists man you could try your independent thing I will get money first like if I have to look the music thing right it's really it's really it's really it's really it's really a game like it's not your life it's not like yo this is my it's not bro it's really a game you gotta sit there and be like wait a second all right Homeboy just drop a tape, homeboy just drop a tape, homeboy do that too. All right, I'm gonna let them go first. I'm gonna take a year off. I'm gonna work my ass off, I'm gonna save my money. How right, niggas are saving money? Buy all the gears and all that? I'm a hustle. I'm gonna do whatever I have to do, take a year off. I'm coming back 2021. So let's say you took 2020 off to save your money, to do whatever, stack whatever, record. Just, it's a game. It's, it's really a marathon, for real, like, yep. you, you don't have to rush to put a record out. You rush to put a record out, and then what? Your homeboy said it's fire, that's it. Who else reached out? You shot a video, put it on YouTube, did what? 2,000 views, and then what? You know what I'm saying? So, I'm really spending time on it because I feel like this is the part you fail. Because what happens is, if the record you put out, what you thought was a hit doesn't go, guess what it's going to do? Discourage you. You gonna feel like man, they ain't fuck with me, niggas is hating. Nah, nigga, you rushed. Nobody hating. It's just that like the timing is not right. So I really like if you're an artist here, really think about it. Like you could really exercise every move you make, and you could just wait. Like patience is really the only key to making this thing, man. And it's not really rushing to put a record out. Like you just gotta be like, you know what? Well, I'm gonna let these niggas do their thing. I'ma save some money. Even if you save five thousand, it goes a long way. Because if you have five thousand and you put out a record, trust me, it's gonna go further than anything. You just put it out and then hoping it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No. You, I couldn't say anything better than this. Mm-hmm. Yo, this guy's keeping it real. He's not holding back. So I hope you guys are not hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. That's why I want to connect with guys like this. This guy's in the business. He's in the game. He's worked with these record labels. and see how things work, you know? I could tell you from my point of view, but I never work with no major record label. So I got to get guys like this that work with major record labels. So I could tell you the whole truth. Because artists be thinking, like, you spend a little two bands, that's all it takes. No, bro, it takes a lot of money to make shit work. Videos cost a lot of money. Marketing costs a lot of money. Shit is really, like, expensive. Even working with DJs, sometimes you got to slip him some money just to keep that record money not the, in, in the clubs, you feel me? So it's like, I'm glad like, we were able to get this guy in, because I've been trying to like connect with him, just hearing these things right now is new to me myself. You feel me? Like even though I watch these YouTube videos, but like actually hearing somebody like in the city that's been in the States and Canada that dealt with these things. It's good to hear these things. You feel me? So at least artists know. Okay, great. If I spend two bands, damn, shit's not working. I'm give up, You know? Like shit is real out here. Like, like you said, it's it's a game. Like, you know? Like next question I want to ask you. Like, what is the biggest budget you ever worked with? Like since you said like oh you need about two hundred thousand to just work a record. Like what was the biggest budget that you like work with with an artist? biggest budget, well,
1: biggest budget would be, oh, uh, like E1, we had, we had, uh, I think Prime Boys, or, I think it was Prime Boys, it was Prime Boys, and they got, Mm -hmm. like, the biggest budget um, that I seen as far as Canadian-wise, you know. and it, they didn't know what to do. Like, not them, I'm talking about like their label. Um, the people that were in charge of the marketing department and all that, they didn't know what to do. It was, I think it was like a male or something like that. to really like, you know, they wanted to make them as amigos of Canada. But again, it goes back to hiring people that are not of the culture and don't know how to really move. So you got like these 50 something year old uh, punk rock people telling you how are we gonna make this work? And you sitting there like, no, like you know what I mean. Um, so that's like, there's a, a million there for them to use and, and capitalize on it and wasted it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't it wasn't the artist's fault. It was uh, the the label fault. You know what I mean? So I was like the ones I've seen as far as America. I mean, the budget's on limit. Like Cardi B's budget. It's unlimited. It doesn't run out. Um, who else? Um, um, Kid Ink had 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 a budget when he signed that like, 1.5. That was pretty dope to really do his work. Uh, a bunch of people I work with, man, uh, had mad budgets, like, especially in America. But as far as Canada, I think that was uh, the first time I realized that like, oh snap, he actually cut the check. Right? But
0: Waste. That's, that's crazy. Like I ain't, I ain't know all these type of money that cut behind the scenes Cause like prom boys, like I've been watching those guys. Like these guys can really like took off. Like, but like, but for some reason they never really like went nowhere. Especially all that type of budget. That's kind of crazy to hear. But yeah, just moving on to the next question that I had. Just like going up the top of my head right now. Like one thing I realized, like, like especially with the city, like like the support and all these things is not here. And like, why do you feel like artists have to leave the country just to 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 make it in this music industry?
1: Um, I mean, the support is not here because like most of the artists, you know, first people like, oh, people don't support you. It's fifty percent right, but. Uh, the other fifty percent also the artists is out here thinking they already made it. And you know, even on your YouTube they don't want to comment back. Buddy, like, it's all about building. You know what I mean? And I see a lot of people here, even on your IG, telling you it's shit's fire or whatever. They don't want to comment back, like you're too good to comment back, but like, yo, thank you man, appreciate it. You send it to your friend for me. You know what I mean? Like share it. So if you act like you already made it, you too good, well, I ain't going to support you because you act like you made it. But in my head, I'm like, bruh, you're not even popping, you know what I'm saying? So it's really a two-way street, man. Like, you got to be more humble and more, um, you know, reach out to people. Like, you know, if people comment, compliment you or whatever, so just say thank you, man. Yo, keep sharing it with your homies, you know what I mean? Like, keep that going because then you build your fan base. If you want to act like, no, I'm good. I don't want to comment, like, whatever. Or even when you're doing a show, like, I don't need to do too much. Whatever. You're not going to get no love. Like, that's the difference, man. Any artist from America that come here immediately when they walk in the building, for example, Roddy Rich, before the record took off, met him in the Atlantic building. I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting there. I was about to go see my man. He's a VP there in New York. Rowdy stopped. Where he was going, he was going to a, a social media meeting. Like they're trying to show him how, to, like, what you do with Instagram, how to, you know, do all that stuff, and show him his status and all that. So um, he was walking in, and I'm just sitting there waiting for my meeting. And he just left his management team and, and came and just dap me. What's going on, bro? You good. I don't know. Something, yeah, man. I'm chilling, man. I'm about to walk in for a quick meeting. You know, what I mean, But that's what's up. I'm like, Yo, you going to meetings again? He's got the social media thing. Boom. Well, Went. If it was any other Canadian artist, man, like I really doubt that they would come. Even if they know me, like I really doubt that they would just come, leave their management, come and that me. But I think what I knew, like, I don't know this guy, but he's here for a reason. So let me make sure if he's in the building, let me make sure that like I'm cool with everybody in the building. And that's that's a game. That's what I mean by like knowing the game and how to move and how to play. But our artists here, man, that's the problem. They think they are the they don't need no help. And then they also cry about saying people hate on them. No, there's no support. But it's the stuff from them first, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's,
0: real. Yeah, that's real, bro. guys guys preaching the gospel right now. Like, this is real, like, facts. Jeez. But yeah, just to, just to carry on with, uh, with the issues that you said, like as you see, like the Canadian uh, music industry has been growing. since Drake came out, like the industry kind of like blew up. Like the weekend coming to like Party Next Door, Tory Lanez, and everything. Like, do you feel like more record labels are looking to artists in the city in Canada in general, or do you feel they're not really? Like I, I noticed that the sign Swagger, Right, Presser just got signed. Even Northside Benji got signed as well. I'm not sure if you guys know them. Those guys got signed. Do you feel like uh, like record labels are investing more in Canadian talents? Yeah, they're
1: always looking. Um, right now we have the ear, um, and I think it's been like that for the last five years. I think it's never changed. Um, they're all looking for artists, they're always looking for somebody who's next, who's who got it, producers, songwriters, and even um, artists. Um, yeah, press the sign. Uh, I think it's a joint venture between Canada and US. Same with well, right? Northside um, North Benji is, is UK, sign UK. But yeah, like labels always looking. Like I I mean RCA's looking for a rapper right now, cause in their in their um in your race for rap money, they're losing, you know what I'm saying? Atlantic is kicking the ass, uh, uh, Universal is kicking the ass. So RCA is like, yo, man, we got to get one. So we got to have a guy there who's a VP and a like, yo, nice, I need somebody, you right? like who you got, you know what I'm saying? So they are always looking, always.
0: Sick, sick, sick. you so said you're always looking, are you looking? Are you always looking on Instagram to see artists you find that you might like? that you might okay this guy is dope let me see what i could do connect the thoughts for him yeah
1: i'm always looking man i'm, I'm my ears always to the streets um and i got a couple guys young guys that are like also in the field so they let me know like oh this guy's the next one or that guy's the next one um i'm always like early on on the talent that's coming out i think the problem is that there's a specific type of artist i'm looking for i'm not really looking for like a quick, you know, call the money for like a quick trendy artist like I Bam, you know, got some cash in, like, you know what I mean. I'm looking for something that's gonna make money for like the next ten years, you know what I'm saying, or more, you know what I'm saying. So I'm a little bit hard on that when I'm looking for something like that. Um, I don't like artists that be trying to cut the same wave as as a brand new artist that just came out in, in the last few years. So those type of artists, I'm not really feeling that because any year we're going to, they're going to be like, bro, we already got this nigga. He sound like that guy. And we already got J. Cole. He sound like J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? So already, that's a that's a dub. So I really look for someone that's just you. That's just, just be you, man. You can have influences, of course, but just be you and have substance. And I'm not really looking for trap. Uh, uh, just trap. Like you know what I mean? Like you can infuse trap with like some real lyrics and cadences. You know what I mean? Just do a little bit, a little bit work. and don't follow the cheap, simple way, cause you can get that bread quick. But after that, you're done. You know what I mean? So I'm a little bit more in depth with what I'm looking for. You know what I mean?
0: Just a follow-up on your answer. So what would you take? What would you think it take for an artist to get signed these days? Because I'd be reading like the artist's social media got i be right, the streams that i be popping up, all like A&Rs are still looking for talented artists or just basing on metrics and data?
1: I mean, it depends, but to be honest with you, one thing I learned, um, and this was like recent, it's all you know. Now, you don't give a fuck if you got millions of views or um, five years, it's all who you know. And that's why I wanna encourage everybody as an artist, networking is probably the best asset. Cause it's really not about like, yo, I got this, I got that, it's really who you know. Cause right now you might have like five years and I could walk you and get a deal off of, just my word alone. The deal might not be the best deal you wanted, but it's definitely a deal where like, I'm on my mom, yeah, I'm tickling on myself, I'm good. All right, let's build off of this, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's all you know, man. It's really about uh, connect connecting with people and be and, and really nurturing. And I'll tell you this, one of the things that I learned and it was the most frustrating thing I could have lost my mind, um, but in the end it played out good, was one of my main mentors that I do business with now. He's like the SVP, the president of Atlantic. Um, but when I met him, man, he treated me like I was a stepson. Like 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 you tell me to come to a meeting, like I'm broke coming from the Bronx, you know what I mean? Move to Queens. Like, I was just broke, bro. And I was just you know, I hit my mom like, you know maybe she send me some money. And when they send it's a US dollars it's, 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 it's you know, it's, uh, Canadian dollars is less. So I'll just use it, catch the train, go to the meeting, man I get to the Dead Jam building. He tells me, at the time he was the president of the division, he tells me, like, yo, yeah, um, he tells me, uh, the city tech, yo, tell him I can't meet him. I'm in, I'm in the other meeting. I was like, yo, bro, bro, you let me confirm before I left. You let me ride all the train, like 45 minutes, all the way across the line and come through for the Manhattan. And then you tell him you can't meet me? That's crazy. But he did it to me for four years, bro. Like... But I knew it was a game, and I knew that like, I can't text him and be like, yo, you know what I mean? I can't say certain things, you know what I'm saying? I like, oh, fuck this guy, black, you know what I mean? Was, I was saying it out loud, but I wasn't texting him that, right? Yeah. Um, but all of that, I say that to say, I nurtured that relationship, no matter how, how I felt like, yo, he never met me here, but then, I think in the fifth year, you know, he started bringing me to like meetings, like big meetings, which I'm like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, we this guy? Dude, yeah, that's my ear. I'm telling me that's my ear. And that's how I started learning and all that stuff. So I tell people like, you might hit me today. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get back to you in time. You can't be like, yo, he's fake. What me. mean? I got other things happening, I didn't get back to you. You, it's your responsibility to nurture that relationship. If you can nurture that relationship, and just not always about your music, but even with him, again, it was never about, yo, know, getting in the studio with the artist you working on, it. it was about like, just I just wanna learn and, and life, you know what I'm saying? So he was teaching other things, so he became like more like, I'm, I'm his little brother, you know what I'm saying? Um, so anything I ever came up, if I needed any help, easy, one phone call, boom, if I needed one phone call, um, and it's still up to today, now we're partners, you business business together, you know, split my, all that. So I just say that to say like, if you hit me and I never got back to you on time, your time, uh, don't be mad, man. Again, just always remember, it's a game. And just keep nurturing because one day, I might hit you be like, oh, yo, um, I, have, I have a studio book out Revolution. Oh, uh, you rap, right? You write? All right? Yo, pull up. And I might be the shot where I might introduce you to somebody that can open the door for you. You know what I'm saying it's really a game bro like I can't stress that enough like it's really a game it's not even it's not your real life I'm telling you you, you just when things happen to you just step back assess the whole thing and just move things aside and ch- try to just knock them down it's a game and the more you learn how to do that man you're gonna get all faster than you know it. that's
0: real that's real yeah just to follow up on the record label talks like right now just on social media the whole music industry just kind of like going against record labels really uh Kanye West has been going crazy on twitter talking about record labels universals he even posted his whole contract for the whole world to read so since you were talking about lawyers earlier saying how like you know, you're Canadian lawyers you had issues with that what would you say is the importance of a lawyer when it comes to signing to a record label? Because right now it's a major issue in the industry from like, from outside looking there, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, Kanye could, I'm gonna tackle this one first. Kanye could say all the stuff he's saying right now um, because he's a billionaire, you know what I'm saying? He had to do what he didn't want to do though to, to get to where he's at. So you can't compare yourself to Kanye. Shit, the nigga actually sold his own publishing rights to 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 D was part of the the um uh Bad Boy uh that I will beat I forgot the name uh uh the beat crew that Puff had damn yeah, forgot the name but D was one of the main guys that bad boy produces. Um, Kanye sold all his publishing to him. When Kanye got signed and obviously started making money off production with the J album and all that, They even went back and bought it back. So I'm just saying, Kanye really did some stuff that he didn't really want to do to really get to where he's at. So he can't really kind of put it out there. Like I feel like the conversation he's having is among the Jay Z's and the Nicki Minaj's and the Drake's. Like those are the people that I feel like that conversation, Travis Scott and all of, like it goes for. Like when you bring it down, there's levels to this shit. So when you bring it down to the like actual you know, local artists trying to make it. You can't really, you can't really tell them that. They're not gonna own your masters, bro. If I'm putting up two million off that for your for your project, I'm not giving you a masters. That's that's not gonna happen. Now, what we could do is, you could do the deal with me. Focus on making it. This is why I learned from Earth Gotti. I'll never forget this. In the studio, he said it one time, and I was just listening. Holy shit, this guy's smart. He basically said, "Yo, bro." Do the deal. It's not your best deal, it's your first deal. It's not gonna be your best one. Do the deal. All you have to focus on, and it clicked with what you told me one time too, that when they did the deal with Universal, they told, um, Universal told them like, yo, bro, we're gonna let y'all do your thing because we just gave you $2 million advance. We going not let y'all rock, but if y'all don't come up with some hits, we're gonna have to break up that whole crew y'all have you have to bring in the Timberlands and the Rells. That's what the label told me. And they made sure that never happened. They focused on making hits after this. And that's what they still wanted. And they went for 10 years. Now, the same, going back to God he said, like, you take the deal. It's not the best deal, but I'm mean, just focused on making hit records. Just focus on making music. Now, when you do that, you can always come back to the table and renegotiate that shit. You could even rip up. The contract be like, yo, I got the number one record on Billboard. What we doing? Let's renegotiate. And labels will do it. It's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But off the rip, you can't come in there unless you have leverage, unless everybody chasing you. You got a bit of war going on. Then you can kind of like talk about the masters and all that stuff. And even with that, it's very hard. Because you're not even proving it that you could bring that type of income Drake is bringing in for them to give you a master. Drake don't own his masters. He's the biggest in the world right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the massive talk is, is a little different. And it's a little higher level as far as like Kanye trying to even get his back, right? But record label deals is a machine that has been going on for years. And I feel like people can figure out how to play against them. And how to play against them is you mastering your craft and becoming untouchable as far as records. Just make the music, like instead of you party, club, all that, make the best music as you can. And if you can do that, you could always renegotiate. Like you have a hit record, you could just go back and be like, yo, yo, we gotta do the numbers again. And they will do it, like that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I feel like artists need to focus on rather than thinking like, you're on the sun until like, I can get my message. It's not gonna happen, bro. It's just not gonna happen. Either. You can go independent all you want and nobody's going to be hitting you. Up. If you notice, a lot of people that were hot one time, they never took a deal. They went independent and their budgets were like this. There's a lot of them right now. You know what I'm saying? The label is a machine where they have access to certain things that independent acts cannot get. You can't get to certain things they will get you. And the certain play label make for you actually can put you to that superstar status where you charge. 150k verbs or 150k appearances and all that you know what i mean so labels are not going anywhere like they're always going to restructure bro they, they they own spotify now they're not going nowhere
0: <laughs> <laughs> yo this guy is just the villain right now uh another question i wanted to ask you uh as a producer since you were talking about a hit uh, one of the questions that I've written before was that, do, do you think do you always focus on trying to make hits or do you try to make music on how you feel how the artist feel, the beats you trying to make do you always trying to go carry it to a crowd let's say you try to make beats for the club you try to make beats for like uh r and b type of vibes like what do you do when you go in the studio do you try to make a hate make a hit all the time?
1: Yeah, because that's how you're going to stay in the game, get paid. Um, it's Just straight up, you got to make hits, bro. I don't care if you're conscious, rapping and all that. Yeah, I need shit. You, you need some hits. You want to feed your family? You need some hits. Um, as far as I cater to the artist, i give you an example. We made this record, called, um, made this record for Cardi B called... Uh, I have the name wrong, but we thought, we, you know, me and a writer and a couple, whatever, we thought it was, it was, um, it was fine. We thought like, yo, this record's gonna go. But the the A&R team and her team hit us back and said, everything changed now because Cardi is going through divorce and she's feeling some type of way right now, so her mood is different. But, Prior to that, the records that we were making for her was more like, like what, like, you know? Like, the whole album so far is more like, you know, gritty and, you know, it's hard, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, whatever, just all, like, boy, that, young type of vibe. Uh, But the new record that we have for her, they basically saying, like, yo, like, I mean, she could probably cut it, but, you know, it's not what she's feeling right now. So I was like, kind of scrap it. You know, it might go for Malato or someone else. But um, it, it really depends on the artist. Like when you're doing work with artists, like even one of the artists that um, they're flying over here for us to work on, um, she's more they're looking for R&B reggae, you know, type of vibe. So that's what I mean by I don't just make beats because I realize that that's how you don't get no placement. You keep pressing buttons, making beats. It's all good, you know what I mean? But your chances of really getting an actual placement is very limited. Um, you have to be able to put records together. So what I do is like, I hit up a producer be like, yo, send me something. So they send me something. I hear, oh shit, okay, this is fire. Send me the files. Send me the files. Now you can trust me or you don't want to trust me, but my business dealings is, is straight. I don't really do no bullshit business. You know what I mean? Because I don't want nobody do that to me. So majority of time, 100% of the time, producers will send me the files. They send me the files. It's just sonically certain things gotta be tweaked. Now remember, the reason why I can do that is because I already met with the artist, I already talked with the artist, I already seen what they're looking for. So I do have the sound in my head that they need. So when they come here, you can nail it and we all get paid. You know what I'm saying? So those are the type of things that I do. And then sometimes I will add something to it if I feel like it's missing something. Sometimes I won't. We just have to sonically tweak it, make it sound better, and that's it. But that's really what I love doing. So that's what you call like a real producer, because there's a beat maker and there's a producer. There's two different things. You could be a producer right now. You could tell us, like, yo, man, that snare's too loud. Like, use a clapping instead." That's your producer right there. You know what I mean? So that's the difference. Dope,
0: dope, go, dope, Uh Another question I have for you before we start wrapping up the conversation. Uh, what is your biggest accomplishment
1: right now as a producer, like, so far? I don't have none. Um, I'm still waiting for it. I'm still working towards it. Um, you know, I, I ain't really where I want to be yet. I feel like I'm still a little bit behind. Because a lot of my peers um, around my age group or whatever, they all, like, VPs. And, like, you know, they all, like, they're not like, 10 cars, not the material stuff, not the material stuff even bother me or anything, but it just like, they move away faster than I am, um, so if you ask me, I haven't done shit, you know what I mean, um, I'm still grinding every day, I'm still in the field, um, I'm still, even when I get a check, I act like we still in deficit, it's like, just get more, Like you know what I'm saying, like, it's just my mindset is just different that way, um, so I can keep climbing the way I'm climbing. Sometimes people are like, yo, bro, you, I just, you would just be like, Coach K, and like, okay, so, uh, you know what I mean? Like, to people, it's like a big step, but to me, it's like, it's nothing. Oh, yo, you, you work on cardio, dance. To people, it's big, but to me, it's like, it's okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not there. Yet, you know what I mean? Uh, and once I get there, I'll, obviously, I'll pat my own self on the back. But for now, like, I ain't nowhere yet, man. There's a lot of things that. I still want to accomplish.
0: You know what I mean? Just to go back to the questions I wrote, uh, I wanted to ask you, like, what are some of the great producers that you work with, like, that you, like, admire, that you want to be like?
1: Um, I mean, one of my favorite, I got three producers that I really feel like here forever, like, my favorite. Uh, one is Dre. Dre is not my favorite number one. He's not number one. Drake's number two, I think. But um, I like Drake because of his ears. Sonically, I think he's the best, the best mix mixer of all time. Like sonically, like his ears impeccable. Um, so I, I really uh, study that of Drake. Uh, my favorite, favorite number one is Timberland. How you put beats together, some sounds, some weird stuff he put together. That's uh, Timberland. But his mixing is horrible. Um, and then my third favorite is uh, Pharrell, like I just feel like it's just, just different. They can go all the way left. Um, so those are like, and and that's what I mean by, you know, my, my three favorite, because everybody has something that I feel like I want to learn or master. Pharrell and them, could, they're not scared to go all the way left. So I'm not scared to go all the way left. A lot of artists, even when they hear my beat, sometimes it's not that they're not feeling it, it's just that they're scared because when you listen to the instrumental, the instrumental should make you. You know what I'm saying? Like like one of the people that I worked with recently that showed me like a new style of working, uh, I won't mention the name, but uh, was I play like a beat and in a beat, somewhere in like the 10, 10 seconds or maybe 15 seconds, they'll be like, yo, loop that right there. In the beat, they might not even feel the the hook part or whatever, but in that few seconds they loop it, and then they make the engineer chop that part and stretch it all the way out, and that's the beat right there. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, I didn't like the hook, I didn't like how it came in, da da this part right here is perfect. I could rap to this part, and they just loop the whole thing. So like, that made me know like artists' excuses about yo, I'm not feeling the beat. It's like, buddy, like. You just don't know how to do it, you know what I'm saying? So, these are the people that I really look at, and I look at that from my artists too, like, if you could do something really left, like, that would really excite me more than somebody, cause you gotta remember, I'm hearing these songs every day, people sing these songs every day, so what makes you different? Like, the same 808s everybody using, the same snare everybody using, so what makes any producer different? Like, if I'm trying to get you in a session, what I'm, I got going on, what makes you different, you know what I'm saying? So, you gotta really send me some stuff that's I'm like, oh shit, I, that's a Neptune kit, over hey 808, damn, that's different, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta give me something like that, like Neptune snares over an 808 track or something. That would make me wanna like, hit you up, you know what I mean? So that's it.
0: Dope, 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 dope. Just, so, just making sure I don't miss any questions, you feel? Uh, Next question I have for you, like, what would you say is the most difficult part about being a music producer? Oh, I think I answered that. I was
1: saying, waiting on the check. Wait check yeah, waiting on the check is the hardest part. Other than that, everything else is, is fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just to wrap up my question, so we could go into the questions uh, from the artists. Uh, do you have any artists or producers that you're currently looking at in Canada in general? Because one thing I realized, like, in Canada, everybody's just focused in Toronto. Like, Montreal, Ottawa, all these other places. Like, it's kind of like, there's no music scene there. Like, Are you looking at anyone in Canada in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, one of the, I'm probably one of the first to tap into Vancouver as far as, like, you know, finding talent. I did a couple of workshops there, and they actually hit me up to do the next one. Um, but I, so I knew that Vancouver got crazy talent just as much as Toronto. Um, one of my homies also put me on to a producer that's doing something for Lil Baby and then from Edmonton. So there's talent here. Um, I'm always looking, to be honest with you, um, right now, one of the people that I'm, I guess you can say I'm working with as far as I'm trying to get him a situation be like Sean Leon. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm working with him. I feel like he deserves a shot. Um, you know him, and then there's a few other people that you know I'm, 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 I'm working with, and I can name Sean because our business is right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other people, our business is not there, so I can't even name it. But um, that's—I'm always looking, bro. Like, look, A&R's are always looking. You don't have to beg an A&R to hear you out because at the end of the day, you can save their job. You know what I'm saying? A&R's get fired every month, bro. Just always know that they get fired every month. So. If you're in on a trip and trying to act superstar, just know that he's probably gonna lose his job in the next six months. He's out. So it's a working hand relationship. You bring something that's hot, I take what's hot and get you in the building boom. And that's how they keep their job, right? So I'm always looking. I never turn I never turn the meeting down. I never, if you send me something, I always listen. I never be like, no. Nah, I listen to everything. Everybody knows I listen to everything in my car on the phone whatever I listen to it so uh, I'm always looking for artists that I can work with it, I think the question should be like artist lawyer enough to really stick with the process that's the that's the question
0: nope. uh just one last question before I let uh the crowd ask you some questions I side, no 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 you parked it right in front right yeah, yeah you, good. Good. Yeah, you good you should be there you should be there uh, because they stopped giving tickets like after six, after six, it should be good. So, next question I have for you I see that you uh, started working, you're the new owner for a production company, a management company called Best Kept Secret. And like, they produce for A Boogie, Young Thug, Pop Smoke, and more. And you also uh, have this songwriting camp that you're doing. Can you give like the artist a little bit more information about that? Like, what do you do? What are you looking for, especially when it comes to the songwriting camp? and
1: also with the production company? Um, so with the production company first, uh, that's the recent one I just acquired uh This is a Jewish kid, he owns it, he founded it. Uh, his name is Zach. Uh, he came to see me when I was at E1 Uh Actually, he didn't see me. When he came, i had never meeting. so basically it didn't work out. And to go back to what I just told y'all, uh, nurturing relationship, he never got mad at me and, and took it to the internet and blasted me nice talking shit, you know what I mean? He never did that. Um, so two years later, man, the kid, must have been, like, he grinded, did all the things he had to do. Two years later, he ended me up and said, yo, I need you to be part of this one. How? So you will be an owner, co-owner me. So we did the paperwork. It took us about a month or two, did the paperwork, finished it and we announced it. So I'm a co-owner of that. So I know the roster, and we're looking to sign more producers and stuff like that. Uh, we got like 13 plaques to collect, you know what I'm saying? So, it's a really great company, and I really appreciate uh, the kids, Zach, for even though we missed each other at the meeting, for him to still nurture our relationship, that two years later, now we're partners, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're now partners where we're in every meeting and just deciding everything together. Um, As far as the writing camp, I figured me and my partner Janelle, she's over here, we figured out that, you know, after you wanna we formed it, we figured out like, okay, how can I possibly help artists, producers, and songwriters, like without even giving them the runaround. And the best way was that they invested in themselves. So our it works is, you know, my relationship is with like Jermaine Dupree, the Timberlands and you know, Ronnie Jerkins and all that. So over the years of the people that I met and have real relationship with talking phone and all that stuff, make jokes, whatever. Um, I brought it up to them, Tricky Stewart, The Dream. I brought it to them and I said, yo, look, I'm going to do something. how we want to work, and they like, what you have in mind. So I told them, that right, I If I select elite songwriters, artists, producers for my city, right? If I select them, like maybe 12 to 15 max, and I bring them down, we have to have some type of agreement or some type of something where is that when they come and you like one of them or two of them or three of them you're going to offer them a situation you know what I'm saying like a life changing situation you're not just about to do a camp and then everybody go right back home you know what I'm saying so that's where the people that are really talented and can shine you get picked out because it's it's hand in hand like I'm not in the rooms all the time I'm the other room, so you're working with Rodney or you're working with Jermaine Dupri or whatever you're doing, is you and him. And if you're really good, he gonna hit me on the side of your neck. Yo, what's that, what's that guy's situation like? What he got going on? Yo, he ain't got no situation, no management, no deal, nothing. All right, let's put something together for him. You know what I mean? So that's what happened. So my previous one I did with uh, Rodney, Rodney Jerkies, uh, we had four people. That Rodney was interested in, right? Eventually, only one actually went through. But um, one of them lied and and said they weren't signed. Um, They don't have no deal here, but it was signed to a local cat here. You know what I'm saying? Some crazy deal. Which even Rodney wanted to buy the artist out. That's how deep it went, right? And that's the opportunity. This is somebody that's been trying to get looked at from labels and and, and ARs and all that. And finally, got somebody. Rodney got his own situation on the Island Dead Jam. So he wanted to sign the artist. So basically the artist lied. You came to find out. Even if you want to buy them out, the person that signed signing you know that now it's a bigger person trying to buy them out. So they want to play a little, you know, hardball. So we're like, oh, that's not gonna work. So I prefer people to be free agents. You know what I'm saying? So that way when we present you something, it's an easy process, right? So the other person that you want to do something with. Rodney backed out, you know, to do it. But there's one that Rodney wanted to do um, that we did, and also signed like about 30, 30 pages for petition so she could stay in L.A. Uh, for the next five years and work out there. As as we speak right now, she's in the studio with Normani, uh, the girl from Fifth Harmony, uh, and Beyonce, her, small Allegra, uh, a few more people that I probably forgetting. You know what I'm saying? So she already there working as we speak. Um, so my next camp is now is with uh, Harmony Samuels, Google Harmony Samuels, one of the biggest, like from Chris Brown to like, name it, with Uh the new hit that Timmy has, he did that one. Um, that's my next camp with him, and after him I'm gonna do Dupree. And so basically the camp is basically, the average that I'm trying to get is to average at least out of the 12 to 15, people, maybe even 10 max, it depends who I'm doing it with, um, but the lowest is 10, but the whole point is to actually average at least four situations out of every camp. I think that's a good average, if I could get 12 to 15 people and four that them get a situation, then I know that like the next one could be someone else's turn. And we give it up to everybody, we put it out there, we have an Instagram page, uh, create.academy you can follow it. I give you all the information to give to people. Uh, we, we post everything out. There's not no secret. You just turn in two records. We love the records. We, my own team will listen to it if you like it and it's dope. We invite you to the camp. The next phase, we, we, we interview you to know your character, and your how you are, because remember, my is on the line, and I'm bringing you to their environment. So if you're somebody that's an asshole and don't listen and, you want to act how you act i can't have you in that establishment i can't you know what i'm saying i can't put my neck out for you like that right so we do interview just to see how you know just test your temperature to see how people are and pretty much that's it you know the camp i think is the pipeline of probably the best way getting seen as far as right now because even in the camp you got a and and management coming in so if you don't have a manager or whatever you might need
0: one of the biggest manager coming in. Yo, y'all like this kid. Yo, who's that kid? So that's pretty much it. Dope, 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 dope. Okay, sounds good. Give it up for oh, a nice real quick. We're about to go to questions. Yo. This is why like this shit right here I'm doing is really important. You feel me? Like we need people that are actually in the industry so you guys can know the real truth. You guys know the ins and out of everything. Like this guy's actually offering real opportunities. Where you do guys learn about publishing and meet people that are like legends, you know what I mean. So this guy's is a real connect to have. That's why I really wanted to bring him here. So we're about to go into the questions. So if, if, if anybody has a question by any chance? All right, great. So we'll pass your mic. to, you to mind, just say your name. Let them know where you're from, and then ask the question. How you doing? uh My name is Brandon. I go by uh from Oxford. Uh My question is. When you're listening to an artist, what would you say is the number one thing you look out for in them, if you're interested in them?
1: Um, well, I have, a, I have a rating that I do quickly. Uh, if, if the artist don't sound like somebody for the last five years, you got my attention. Like, when you sound like somebody for the last five years, I have no shot with you doing anything with you as far as, like. I mean, if you're really good, I will tap in and tweak you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And not to change your style or anything, but I know that is a game, and if you are planning to put you in a position where you can feed your family, we gotta change certain things and adjust certain things. Right? So that's when I tap in, that's when I give you my energy to tap in and then get you just a better sound in the way of when we walk in and we press play, we leave with a check. You know what I'm saying? I hate going to the meeting, I'm mean, gonna leave in a check and then we take a picture by the label symbol and you post like something happened. You know what I'm saying? That, like, that's whack. Like we should rather leave with a check and then we post on the label sound again. It Should be good. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I really look for. Um, if you sound like somebody the last five years, I really much skip you. And I, unless after like, you seen some shit or the beat or whatever, it's like, yo, know, that's kind of intriguing. Other than that, I skip. If you sound like somebody attending years, I really pay attention, you know what I'm saying? Because
0: you go to the bottom, you know what I'm saying? we the new staff. Anyone else has a question? i um, um, say your name and I didn't know where you're from. Uh, my name is Rocco, I'm from Toronto. Um, it's, when you were speaking, you spoke about loyalty and that's, that's a very important factor to me, but you also spoke about how, like, we can't really move as independent artists. Um, Like how I've come up personally, I've built a system around me, like you know I I have a team around me, I have people uh, who I wanna always have along with me when it comes to like production, when it comes to um, creative direction, all of that. I'll kind of have my own
1: direction, like you know what I mean, I've built, I know people who I wanna always have
0: alongside of me. So how is that gonna work out when a label, by the grace of God, reaches out to me, and they're yeah, like, okay, he's a very good talent. How am I gonna bring my team along with me? Is that is there a contract or a situation like that where you could do that? Um,
1: um, Labels don't really, I mean, okay, so uh, quickly, just so I can summarize real quick. So, if you're an artist, like, for example, the only person I can use is Drake, I'm sorry, but, uh, um, he he got like an advance big advance right so with a big advance label gotta make it back so they'll they'll, they'll you know tell you not like demand but it'll something like hey bro like i hope your team got it because if y'all don't get it in the next couple of tracks that y'all bring it in you gonna have to bring in the big dogs right it will say it to you like that right That i don't mean like you have to change the team like your team if your team loyalty and they work with you that's your team labels don't want to do that Groundwork. They just want to get the product and sell it and make money. That's all they care about. So they're not worried about your team. It's just the fact that you got to worry about like your team. Can they deliver? That's the thing. You know what I'm saying they will just they just waiting for you to deliver. They always give you a, a timeline or a deadline where you got to submit the records in. So don't worry about that. They they never really care about your team like that. But if you take a big advance. They have to tell you in a way that suddenly like, yo, you might have to deliver some shit, man, because you know, if you can't we have to bring in Timberland, we have to bring in Mike Will. You know what I'm saying? They might have to tell you that but I don't mean you have to switch your teams. It just means that like that's just what it is. Like you know what I mean? And sometimes even when they bring in somebody you don't you can't get mad because sometimes, like don't bring a guy like me in, not to change the beats, it's just the ear part of it, like, yo, we have to tweak it. Cause there's always a record every record you make is always B plus it's not a plus you gotta keep tweaking it until it's a plus that's what you have to always remember every record you make even if it's a smash and everybody's saying yo just smash it always could be better you know what i'm saying
0: no questions uh what up everyone i go by the name of nick charles um Basically, my question is uh, stems from the fact that you were talking about the importance of character and building and nurturing relationships. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, um, considering you also see music as a game, and that's, that's the best way to look at it, yeah. do you find that you'll be willing to put aside how you feel about working with a certain individual? Let's say you don't like their work ethic, you don't like their personality, yeah. You mentioned you don't want to bring someone to a meeting who's disrespectful and is gonna make you look bad. Are you willing to still work with certain people that you know will bring you to that next level in the game, despite knowing that you might not like them as an individual, you know what I mean? Like, are you able to look past these things in order to to go to that next step, is why I guess you want to know. Yeah, that's like the gift of the curse,
1: you know what I'm saying? Um, but again, for me, I set up, the way I work, I set up like, like a tree where, you know, if I feel like you're difficult, I'm not going to abandon you, you know what I'm saying? Like, my mom always told me, like, you might have five kids, and then this the middle one is just trouble, man. That knucklehead, you know what I'm saying? But it's that knucklehead where shit gets tough, that's the knucklehead that's going to come in front of everybody, you know what I'm saying? So I always feel like, just cause somebody's difficult, I'm not gonna abandon you. I'm just gonna give you to somebody to deal with you. You know what I mean? So I have people that I'll be like, yo, just, you know what I mean? Deal with that person and we'll just deal with that person. But I'm still involved. It's just that I'm, I'm a little distant, right? So I never really abandoned anybody. That's just how it work. Cause you, you, you know, one thing leads to another, you can change just like that. You know what I mean? So I never throw away people. You know what I mean? I just mm. so. All right. Um, I'm Poppy, and um, my question, since you were talking a lot about the budgeting,
0: um, let's say if you're going to break down the budget, like, in regards to, okay, like, a playlist, your promotion, um, social media promotion, blah, 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 right? Like, if you could break it down and kind of, like, just maybe give the most, like uh, like if you want to say like every, like the 100 things, like at least the 10 things, you know? Yeah,
1: uh, okay. What's the real? it real's comes. When it comes to budgeting, man, for example, a guy that I'm working right now, uh, he just shot a video it was his first record. Uh, he just shot a video and he just pulled out the record through DistroKid and all that stuff, right? Uh, he only had... Five thousand, in you know, Canadian, uh, to put behind one record. That was good enough because it's actually getting like the views on the YouTube side, and also the streams on the Spotify side. So he ain't come with like, you know, I got two stacks or whatever. You got two stacks and it's still do your numbers and do your thing. I'm just saying, like, you know, the same guy I gave the five thousand to do it. Um, he went to the store, he, he called me, went to, the, went to the, the, the jeweler and picked up a rollie, which is more than five. So, again, I tell people when you make a record, you put your blood, sweat, tears in that record, right? You pay your engineer, you pay for the beat, unless you got it from YouTube for from the bucks. But, if you pay the, for the beat, you pay the engineer, pay for the mix and the master. I think, if you spend overall, like you're traveling and all that, if you spend overall a 1,000 or even 1,500, you have to double that to promote the same record. You get it? So if you spend 1,500, then we gotta at least have 3K to promote the record. Now if you're saying you spend 1,500 and you will only use 500 to promote it, bro, music career is over. Like quick like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's really about like, to be honest with you, it's about you getting money. I'm telling you, it's not even about if you can make the music. We know you can if you're trying. It's all about getting the money because when you have the money, then you can start exercising like your head and be like, "Yo, who do I know that can do promotion? Yo, how, how much do I pay you to get that done?" Then you start doing all that and get it to the right hands, so your music can start seeing certain tears. You know what I'm saying? So it's really about getting your money up. It's a fact.
0: Questions? Good everybody, my name is Matto, I'm This question is, I guess, more towards the label side. You find them
1: signing uh, artists who have a single that's doing well for that same single to push or are they signing them for new singles on release or are they signing like album deals or multiple single deals? Like how is it going right now? How do you getting the the waters? Well, right now, labels are asking everybody to meet them halfway. So if you already put out a record um, and it's heating up, they like to be in business with you. Like, labels are not like your mom or your dad where they demand certain things off of you. They're just your business partner. They're not trying to shun you. They're not trying to do none of that stuff. They just want to partner with you and break bread. That's it. That's all they do. So if you have a record that's already out, you figure like, shit, you don't got the money. But I do have a mill just sitting there. Let's put that mill into that record and make it 25 mil. Like Cardi B bought that yellow at the time when I saw the sheet, was, it made 25 mil, right? And when he started, um Shatter them put 300k on that record as an independent. And then Daryl Jones, who was like my mentor, my partner that I'm talking about, brought it into the building with Brooklyn John you brought it to the building, did the deal, and they put about, the label put about Atlantic put like 1.5 behind it, and they made back 25 mil. So, you know, they made stupid money off of one record. You know, Atlantic took 10 mil to recruit 10 mil, Cardi took 5, and Shaft took 5. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and that's the, Cardi signed Shaft. So what I'm saying is, you just got to meet them halfway. So if you got a record that's already out and it's hot, you don't need no new one. They'll put money behind that one. Regardless, they'll re-release if they have to. Um, as far as album deals, yeah, like when they do a deal, it's not going to be a single deal. It's definitely going to be album deal. And remember, when we talk about labels, it's not just the major labels, it's also the sub-labels. So you got like Visionary, who's under, under um, Sony. You got like Block Entertainment, you know, who's under Atlantic and and Universal. There's other like QC, there's there's sub labels too that they all deal different, different how do it. But the standard is three albums. You know, you sign a deal, that's the standard. You're gonna get three albums. So if you're a workaholic, three albums shouldn't be a problem. You know what I'm saying? If you have a catalog, three albums shouldn't be a problem. You know what I'm saying? So and also when it comes to your features, they don't wanna cuff up the money to get you the hundred and fifty hundred and fifty K for a feature. You know what i'm saying so it, it's really it's really playing with the money man
0: what questions it's midnight and I'm from Brampton. so one of the biggest things you mentioned was like the difference between americans and canadians is the aggressiveness so
1: what can you do as canadian artists as a daily habit to be more aggressive in the toronto scene uh, we just gotta let our guards down, like, thinking we already made it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's really that simple, man. Like, with me, like, like you, you know, what have you accomplished? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, we accomplished certain things, and of course, we made certain progress and all that, but there's no need for me to tell you that. And, like, you know, from where I'm at already, should tell you, like, I'm still moving forward, I'm still doing better than a lot of people that be capping, but the whole point is... I feel like I ain't done shit yet just to keep me going and not be comfortable, right? But like, to be honest, if you let our guard down, like I told you about Roddy Rich's situation, man, that guy don't know me from nowhere. Like, he, he go on a meeting, man, with the label. Like, the whole staff is waiting for him. But he came out and that me and be like, yo, what's up? Like, just to chop it up, right? So if artists here could do that, bro, because if you could do that off the vibe alone, be like, yo, I like that dude, man. Y'all might hook them up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not everything costs money. It's really your biggest asset, man, is really knowing people, bro. I'm telling you, man. When you know people, that's your currency in music game. That's it. That's it. You don't need you just need to know people. Because if even if I have 5K and I know someone like me, we could stretch that 5K for the next six months. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but if you don't know me, it's like you don't even know where it's gonna happen, you know what I mean? So it's really letting your guard down and just stay humble, man. Like, cause I'm even walking the street, you probably never heard of me. But you don't even know I'm being a meme, so you don't know. And I, I don't post all my stuff on, on the gram like that. Like, when I'm doing certain, no. I post like 10% of what I do on the gram. So you might probably go, oh, whatever. But you probably see me going everywhere. Like, well, why is he in Atlanta? Why is he in LA? i'm not just there because i'm there there's a reason why i'm there right so you might see me on the street just even a nod might help a lot of people i see here man i'm walking and he was screw facing me for real i'm like okay but they don't see me at, like a seminar like this. But, oh i just went that guy yeah but you were screw facing me you know what i'm saying so it's like just let your guard down just be like yo what up my man you good i bet boom that opens doors bro it really does you know what i mean so that's it and that's the aggressiveness that come in when you do that it shows that you want something right That like you want to build when you act like no nah, i'm good i ain't gonna talk to him you
0: know what i
1: mean
0: any more questions any more questions uh just just put in yo i just checked my instagram i'm just trying to show you how crazy the city is I don't know if you guys know 17 Doobie. I don't know if you heard of him. And you guys heard of him? Doobie. Yeah, he just got shot. That's how crazy the
1: city is. I have a contract too. Doobie, I managed to get a contract.
0: They just got shot. Yeah, they just posted on Instagram right now. So I'm just trying to show you, like, by us doing these type of things, bringing the city together, it's it's really needed, you know? As guys start getting little checks, they can't clean up and just get straight to the industry faster. They're still dangling for the so, I mean,
1: I mean, look, it's sad. Um, sad. it's really sad. I'm going to test me that, but um, again, it just it goes back to what I was just saying with the artists here, man. And just again, the change won't come to like five to ten years. Um, I have to be on contract as a Management. I feel my partner's face. Um, he told us that he wanted me to help. You know what I mean? Um, the street was telling me to leave my home because it's hot. And he like, he's hot in the street. He just But I was like, no, it's still great. I think it's talented. And it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he told us that he needs it. So he excluded us went it and did his thing. And we wish him the best. Um, but it's just unfortunate um these are the things that we were preventing you know because we are regardless of what it is we're all connected in the streets like i know somebody knows somebody, knows that know somebody, know somebody, know somebody it's, it's all connected you know so phone calls will be made on behalf of certain people i uh, see that people know. Um, it is i just got that text
0: that's crazy My yes. i didn't want to make this whole like room sad but that's crazy i really like that kid's music too That's so fucked up i got shot but yo, that's crazy, and that's that's the reason why I'm going hard to do shit like this, cause like, like the city doesn't have guidance, like you know what I mean, like the OGs is not really talking to these young niggas, there's like so many shootings for no reason. The guy Houdini just got, like, you know what I mean? they just. Me huh? My last deal, I'm trying to tell you, he was my last deal. I think literally, like we did
1: that. Only thing that slowed down was 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 COVID. Like we talking. I still have to tell you, yo, we're about to fly the Atlanta, I mean, we're about
0: to fly to New York, to Atlantic, we're to in, get the deal done, and we're gonna give this whole imprint. Yo, that's crazy, man. That's why I like, I appreciate you guys coming out and actually supporting this movement that we're doing, cause it's like, it's bigger than music. Like you was saying, it's, it's bigger than music, man. Like, this, this is really a game. Like, we really gotta take this shit serious. Like, life itself, Gotta take it seriously because a lot of these young dudes are dying for no reason. It's
1: It's
0: it's, true. The hot rappers are just getting shot. The minute you start getting hot, the minute everybody's just hunting you. But yeah, so anybody else got a question before we move on to the performances? No? No question, Pete? No? Alright, say less, say less. Alright, give it up for a nice one more time. we to go into the performances real quick. I was thinking of doing some music reviews and stuff, but I kinda wanna get you guys some like uh some footage, some content for your Instagram. I didn't wanna just, uh, just pay the music. I kinda want you guys to perform in front of him so you can kinda like see you guys move, you know? I'm gonna check who right Let me, let me take an artist so real quick.